Welcome to HRI's Next in Health podcast. I'm Jenny Colapetro, PwC's Vice Chair for Health Industries, working across pharmaceuticals, medtech, payers, and providers. And I'm Igor Belakronitsky, principal with PwC Strategy End, where I get to help leading health organizations with their strategies and operating models. Jenny and I are delighted today to have with us Audrey Meng, an alumna of the firm and a Director of Business Operations and Strategy at Hinge Health. Welcome, Audrey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to get to share a little bit about myself as well as about Hinge Health and our journey. Well, we're really looking forward to the conversation. And just to set the stage, Hinge Health is pretty neat. What it allows you to do is to work with a physical therapist virtually to recover and regain function. So very excited to hear about the organization, about the work that you do. So Audrey, what I'm hoping you would start with is just tell us your personal journey, how you ended up at Hinge Health, what you do there, and what you're working on. Definitely. I started my career here at PwC Strategy and and working with people like Igor in our healthcare strategy practice, so across payers and providers. And from there, I really developed an interest in digital health and specifically within digital health, looking into how to actually innovate care models. And what I really mean by that is not just kind of copying and pasting the in-person experience into a digital format, but really using digital as a lever to create new care models. And so from there, I came across Hinge Health and was the first business operations and strategy hire to the company. And at that time, we were about Series B and we since then scaled the company to a Series E company. And so when I was first there, we focused on a lot of things, including just getting the basics right. So for those that are involved in the startup world, you know, once you hit that Series B mark, you really focus on how do you actually get that core product to grow and scale. And since now we're really at the Series E place, a lot of my team, what we're really focused on doing is scaling the company, doing continuous innovation and growth beyond our core product and markets. And so if I were really to kind of generalize some of the big things that we're focused on to the larger digital health landscape world, I think three key things we're really kind of solving for now are one, reimbursement. Two, really, how do we think about the digital and in-person care models? And three, really, where should we expand to next? Audrey, that's great. It sounds like you're really working on some very relevant topics that are applicable to the wider healthcare system. Can you talk a little bit more about how you're thinking about disrupting or better leveraging the current model to accelerate innovation and growth? Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of what we're doing here at Hinge Health right now is focusing on working with the current model. So when you think about our business, so we're really a B2B business right now selling to self-insured employers. So the people that we work with are obviously the employers themselves who provide our services a benefit to their employees. And then if you think about the broader ecosystem that we really have to work within, there's the benefit consultants that really help employers choose the best benefits for their employees, as well as the payers too, who obviously handle a portion of the reimbursement landscape, as well as kind of more of the administrative side of things as well. But that's how we're really focused on the current model. And I would say on the flip side, if you look at any innovative player in the market, that these players will also consider on how you can actually push the current model to improve how to deliver better value care. So what I really mean here is kind of higher outcomes at lower costs. And that ties really well back to one of the first interesting problems that I was saying that Hinge Health is focused on is reimbursement. So you'll see across the landscape, there are already lots of new categories of payments coming out that will really fuel the growth of digital health some of these examples include telehealth categories that was really fueled by COVID, digital therapeutics as a new category, and really the evolution of value-based care payments too, where a lot of innovation can in theory occur. 
Audrey, you've talked a little bit about the model and being B2B and helping employers manage their workforce. And obviously in your space and musculoskeletal, that's one of the biggest cost areas for employers, one of the biggest challenges they have in keeping their workforces healthy. So you're coming in, you're approaching these employers and you're saying, hey, we have this new thing. It's a new way of delivering health services. It's perhaps more convenient, perhaps more cost efficient. Perhaps they miss less time off work. But how do you get them to believe you? We focus a lot on the podcast talking about trust and building trust in health across the entire ecosystem. So what does that conversation with the employer look like as you explain the benefits? Yeah, this is a really great question. I love that you bring up the idea of trust. Actually, trust is one of our core leadership values that we have at Hinge Health. And we really view this in kind of three lens. It's trust amongst internal employees. We really have the members' best interests first. There's trust with our members. So really building trust with the care team members, Hinge Health as a company. And the third lens is really how do we actually build trust with the folks that are buying our product in order to better serve their employees? From that lens, if you look at it, I think number one is trust in our clinical outcomes. We're really providing a proven MSK solution to these employees to help them address their pain and live better lives. From there, we really see reduction in their pain, reduction in surgery, improved mental health, productivity, and more. And so what we really see is by helping these members, ultimately, it has a really positive impact on the client's business with not only lowered health care costs, but happier and healthier employees. I think that's one of the core baselines of how we build trust in the market is just trust in our clinical outcomes. And the second thing that I would say is our really strong partnerships and client relations team is the big second factor that provides a lot of trust in the market. All the way from when we start the sales process, we really start by understanding each individual's client's needs. We understand that each employer's demographics are going to be different. And so we ensure that we deliver on those expectations once they become clients. What that really looks like from a partnership perspective is we really want a client partner that is invested in making the program launch successful for their members. This starts at getting buy-in at all levels, all the way from the beginning, once again, kind of understanding those workforce demographics. And what that really translates to is then we can apply our different proven tactics in terms of driving strong enrollment rates. And what that really means is stronger engagement, improved outcomes, and lower costs. So tying this back to the theme of trust, we really trust in our employer partners to know their employees well, and they really trust us with successful launch and ultimately delivering a great care experience and outcomes to their employees. That's great, Audrey. As you think about catering to a population beyond individuals with employer-sponsored health insurance, how is Hinge thinking about using a digital-first model to address their needs? Yeah, definitely. So I think a lot of what we're doing right now, the ultimate goal is solving for how to reduce MSK pain in any kind of given population. And so we've proven that a digital first model works for many, many use cases. And so as we think about expanding beyond just even the employer sponsored health insurance, I think a lot of the things that we need to think about is how do folks outside of the employer landscape actually get treatment and make decisions about treating their MSK pain. So what I really mean there is really going a little bit more upstream than even the employers. So understanding referral patterns, building provider relationships, and really tackling the reimbursement landscape outside of the employer-sponsored health insurance model. And so I think there are many, many opportunities from there to take a digital kind of first model out. Very interesting. And 
Obviously, there's the normal challenges of trying to live both in the B2B world as well as the B2C world and sell to employers as well as selling directly to consumers. But since healthcare is special, we have all these added challenges where as you go away from individuals who have coverage from their employer and to those who may be paying themselves or might have you know, government coverage like Medicaid, you run into a whole host of other issues and barriers that could be cultural or economic or bandwidth or education. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on how to take this innovative technology and care and make sure that it's available to everyone. Yeah, it's a great question. And one of our principles is we really believe a digital first approach has to be at the center of all future healthcare strategies. And I think that thing that will really make the difference is how you go about implementing that across diverse populations, different payer landscapes, really thinking through the user experience. And so I think one of the things I mentioned earlier was not just kind of copying and pasting what exists in person and making that digital, but really looking at digital as a lever to break down barriers where it's possible. And I think the second element is making sure that you have the right care team in place. And so For us, that really looks like, at least within MSK, it's having the PT support, sometimes MDs involved as well from a very clinical lens and also our coaching model, which really addresses a lot of the psychosocial behavioral aspect of healthcare. And we know that that's really important in terms of creating behavior change, especially amongst populations that may have different social determinants of health and socioeconomic differences. And I would say the third thing that probably everybody is trying to solve right now is how to really bridge that digital and in-person experience. And so these are all really important areas that we're trying to make advances across right now. And what I mean by that is really developing diverse care strategies for diverse populations. And I think one of the things that is really interesting is when you look at this problem from a systems point of view, there will definitely be use cases in the future where a digital first offering is really the right one. And there may be other use cases where an in-person offering is the right one. And I think what's most interesting is where that hybrid model, so in-person and digital, plays a role and where all parties involved can kind of seamlessly navigate between digital and in-person. And I think that'll be something really interesting to watch in the market. It's all very exciting for sure, Audrey. So as we look at what's next for Hinge Health, what do you see as some of the growth vectors that you're considering as your firm continues to grow? I think as any strategist can tell you, there are probably only so many growth vectors to pursue. So things like new markets and populations. So whether we enter for you know Medicaid specifically or whatever it is there, deeper vertical integration. So for us, that could mean deeper within MSK and really capturing that full value chain or even lateralization kind of horizontally. So thinking about more indications just beyond MSK. And I would say all of these options are definitely on the table for now. But as you kind of zoom out into the whole digital health landscape and the MSK landscape, it's really getting kind of increasingly crowded, especially in the self-insured employer space. So really following my grassroots here, I think I remember one thing we used to say as strategy and is strategy through execution. And it's not about just having the right strategies. I think that will take Hinge Health forward, but it's about really smart execution. And that's what's really going to, I think, differentiate the winners in the future. That's outstanding. And it's great to see the innovation continuing. I believe you just recently had an announcement about the new program for female pelvic floor. So looks like the continuing to launch new offerings. And it's been fantastic to hear about what you've been up to and very proud and working here at the intersection of strategy and execution, B2B and B2C, digital and physical. Very exciting. And thanks for sharing the insights with us. Thanks so much for having me. Great to get in touch with you all. 
For more on these topics and other health industry insights driven by policy, innovation, and care delivery changes, please visit our website at pwc.com forward slash HRI. Until next time, this has been Next in Health. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.